welcome to episode four of Rewind. Today we're going to be talking about one-hit wonders, but before we do that, here are some of our recent recommendations. Yeah, I'll go first. So mine's more of an artist, Jack Harlow specifically. I actually discovered him a couple years ago because he has a song called Tyler Hero and he's a basketball player and I've gotten into basketball and then I just sort of made connections and now Jack's got like 50,000 monthly listeners or something silly on Spotify. Yeah, I think he's, I mean, it's rap, but it's, he's made it musical and he's got a lot of collabs and stuff. I thought it was, he he did the um, song Industry Baby recently with Lil Nas X, which is on the radio 24-7. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'd, I'd give it a listen if, if you like rap and he's just a fun person in general. Yeah, I saw him on um that YouTube series Chicken Chop Date. Have yeah. Love it. I just thought, I've seen that and I thought he was really funny. <laughs> My recommendation is an album and it's Woman on the Internet by Orla Gartland. And she is a kind of like an alternative kind of indie rock sort of and okay. pop like musician from Dublin. A lot of like guitar music, which I really like. And this is her debut album, which she's released independently. Yeah, it's a really like diverse album. So I definitely dive into it if you like kind of a range of things standout tracks for me are zombie which is a proper like guitar headbanger type thing mm-hmm. but like more pop infused i really really like it um and also you're not special babe yeah which is a song about mental health in a way that's quite reassuring in the sense we everyone can get through things together and it's you know no one's alone in their struggles which i think is really nice but it's done in quite a fun way which i think is an interesting take for that sort of topic So those are our recommendations for this episode, and we'll come back with more of them next time. Yeah, let's get into our topic for today, which is one-hit wonders. Okay, so when I was thinking about this, I thought it was quite interesting, because I feel like it could be quite subjective when it comes to the artist or whatever, because, for example, I just had a look online. I made my list and I had a look online to see if there was anything like obvious that I missed out. But I think James Blunt was on the list somewhere for um you're beautiful but I thought that was quite subjective but maybe because we're British and some of his other songs were played on the radio and stuff it's maybe not as yeah that's really true because that album was massive over here exactly but probably I suppose you're beautiful was only big that was the only big single in America maybe yeah maybe so anyways I I mean I haven't put that on my list but I've got some from the 2000s some from the 2010s I know you've got 2010s as well and we haven't all 2010s we haven't compared our list so we're pretty sure that there's gonna be there's bound to be some dupes there's one song that I think if we both don't have it I will be incredibly shocked okay so I'm, I'm excited to hear what your first one is okay should I go okay so my first one is somebody that I used to know by Gautier have That's you got my that? First have song. you got that one as well? <laughs> yeah. I knew it. Before you even like think about it, let's just like like I can even picture the yeah. music video as well. Yeah, me too. With like the colours and the face paint and everything. And that was twenty eleven. Which was like, oh my god, oh ten, my god, was ten years ago. Yeah. <gasps> and I was like, for every song I remembered, I went and checked on Spotify to see what their listening record is and what they've released. So he still has eight point five million listeners, which is really mad. But I have a feeling it's purely for that song. I mean, he's got other songs that have got a fair amount of listens and plays, but yeah, that's... He hasn't had anything new. There's nothing new. Yeah. That's what I was thinking of when I chose that song for my list. It was that I think 
that song, especially for our generation, is probably the only true one-hit wonder. Yeah, yeah. In the sense that he has literally not even released anything since. It's just that album with that song. Yeah. And like conceptually as well, I think that's. I wonder if that was ever an intention. Yeah, and, that's you know, true. Kind of to fulfill the purpose of that song, somebody that I used to know, and now he is somebody that we used to know because he hasn't released anything else to the you know reinvent himself or anything. That's quite a deep, you know. Thank you. I do try. <laughs> <laughs> I literally I was surprised that there wasn't anything else, especially from twenty eleven. Um, but that this one was like I think anyone would pick this especially similar to our age yeah like if you don't pick this as a one-hit wonder then it's where have you been exactly <laughs> so seeing we we both have the same one do you want to go for another one because yours are all 2010 so i'm gonna flick between yeah my choice is call me maybe by carly ray jepson wonderful and i would preface this by saying i would argue she's a two-hit wonder yeah because her song i really like you uh, yeah 2015 16 yeah that was a bit of a bop it, it, i yeah. would argue that, that it was never on the same level as no maybe but it was up there with like a really really great song but yeah call me maybe i think is it was the perfect one hit wonder for 2012 it was oh, that song does kind of encapsulate that time period so well yeah everyone was obsessed with that song and i there's another one i can just picture the music video for as well yeah and it's just it was so great. Oh my god! I think that that relates to the whole subjective thing about how yeah. she's basically got two songs, but depends. That's really true as well because she used to be—I don't know if she still is—but she was definitely managed at some point by Scooter Braun. Oh, um, who? Yeah, we know Taylor Swift controversy and Justin Bieber. Justin acclaim. Bieber, yeah. But she said, and I remember reading when I was looking this up, she said in some interviews how he like her management obviously implying him were very much like we need another call me maybe oh. and so that's why they had to release i really like mm. you she didn't want to release it or something oh. like, but that was kind of her second wind but also she has had really successful albums kind of for a cult audience like her really core strong fan base mm. love her albums and her longer works yeah i just thought that was really interesting how a lot of the times the artist doesn't actually have control over that sort of thing yeah and it is about you know chart success and how she was probably fine with releasing probably maybe and being considered a one-hit wonder because she knew she'd go on to release albums and things like that and the people who would want to listen to it would listen to it so i think it's interesting that management have such a huge role in kind of directing an artist's success when you know they may not necessarily want to go in that direction so i think that's yeah, the darker side to call me, maybe, if you will. <laughs> no, yeah, that's true. It's interesting that she didn't want to go further in that kind of... Tr- it's like how they wanted to market, you know, like when they want to market an artist in a specific way with a specific sound. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's interesting. And I think that's also another more obvious pick as well. Yeah, exactly. Because that song was just, like, astronomically big. Yeah. I don't remember seeing... Do you remember the Cookie Monster parody of Call Me Maybe? Yeah. I don't know if yeah. that reached it. That was, like, insane. Like, big programs like Sesame Street were making Call Me Maybe covers. <laughs> and that was just massive. Like, that one video at one point was probably bigger than the song. Yeah. Like, a parody video. Because I think, as well, the 2010s were also a really big time for parodies, weren't they? Like, they mm-hmm. had, there were so many YouTube channels doing parodies of songs. It would kind of boost the success of the song, wouldn't it? If, yeah, for if sure. If we maybe came out, you'd be like, oh, I wonder... Though, you know, there are select channels that would only do parodies. Yeah. So you'd be like, oh, I wonder when that parody is going to come out. And that would make it like even bigger. 
yeah, it's interesting. There's so many factors in, into you know becoming a one-hit wonder, really, isn't it? Of course. Okay, I've got one from the 2006. Plain White Tees, Hey There, Delilah. Oh my god, yes. Okay, yeah. I forgot about that song. Um, So, like Gautier, they've still got around 6 million monthly listeners on Spotify, which is pretty mad. And they've had... They actually are still constantly releasing music, even though they've been, they've been around since, like, 1997 or something silly. Whoa, um, I didn't know that. Yeah, so they had an album in 2015 and an album in 2018, so they're, like, still doing music and i don't know did you ever watch iCarly i was just going to talk about the iCarly <laughs> bit as soon as you mentioned yeah it. yeah so, basically they made a cameo in an iCarly episode and i remember watching it and iCarly have done that often because they did it with one direction yeah so they were playing they played music on iCarly's what do they have like a web show or the something web yeah. yeah um and that's how i like discovered who they were um but the only song I listened to was Hey There, Delilah. So yeah. um, I thought that's quite fun how you knew them through a TV yeah. show. That's really true because that iCarly thing, I remember at that time I would have known the song Hey There, Delilah. Yeah. But I didn't know the artist's name. I didn't know who the, it w- the plain white teeth, yeah. I didn't know who they were. Um, and I remember, wasn't it the episode like one of them saved Spencer's life or yeah. something? Or Spencer saved their life? Something like that. Something like really stupid happened. But I remember him running into the apartment and going like, whoever from the Plain White Tees? And they were all screaming. And I'm thinking that it was like a fake band just for that, <laughs> just for iCarly. <laughs> yeah, because I think that, well, let me see if I can find out when the um, episode is, because obviously the song is 2006. Yeah, early. But iCarly would have been, I don't know, 20... Oh, actually, no! Oh my God, are we that old? They weren't on... They actually went... A- on the show when the song was released. I've I just found an article from 2000, 8th of November 2007, The Plain White Tees on iCarly. No, oh that can't God. be. There's no way. That has to be a lie. I refuse to believe we're that old. I no, refuse to yeah. that was 14 years ago. Oh my God, it literally says, I Rue the Day was the title of the episode. 2007. Oh my God. That makes me feel so ago. old. Did you say the news article was from November 8th? Oh my god, yeah. It is November 8th. So literally 14 years ago to the day. Yeah, 2007. Oh my god. Okay, I'm just going to move on from that because that makes me feel too old. Anyway. (laughs) Makes me feel old. Yeah, no, don't. (laughs) My next song is We Are Young by the band Fun featuring Janelle Monet. And I find I've got some funny memories associated with this song because it came out when I think I was about 12 or 13. And in Ireland, where I grew up, like primary school lasts until you're 13. Mm-hmm. And we had like a school disco. And like in the summertime, like kind of an end of term summer disco. And the year above me, we're like, oh, they're going to be their last disco. They're going to leave to go to secondary school. And I remember like the DJ, who was also a, like a local butcher, like he was a <laughs> professional DJ. He was just like one of the dads at the school who was also a butcher. And he played, like they all requested this song. <laughs> he played this song and they stood in a circle in the middle of like the PE hall, like crying to this song. No like, way. Like we are young, acting as if they were like so old. I remember sitting there at the time going, you're 12. <laughs> I was like, you're not that old. I just found it so funny because this song just made everyone be like, we are young, didn't it? Everyone's just like, oh. It made everyone quite emotional, that song. 
but I just think it's proper classic of 2012. And I never realised until a few years ago that one of the guys in the band Fun is Jack Antonoff, really successful producer. Yeah. He's worked with Lord yeah. and Taylor Swift and Phoebe Bridges, everyone. I just didn't know that. I think once you know that and you like listen back, you're like, oh yeah, you can kind of tell that it's a bit of a Jack influence, yeah. But I didn't know. And so I find it so funny how a lot of one hit wonders you never hear from again, do you? They no. Just, you know, have their song. Like um, Gautier, you know, they just come and then they go. But I just find it really interesting. You know, Jack Antonov kind of completely reinvented his career after that mm. and is completely known for something else now. I think even if you mentioned, if you said the name Jack Antonoff, fun, and we are young is probably one of the lower down options on yeah. the list of what you'd think of when you talk yeah, about it. Yeah, especially nowadays, yeah. What a song, though. It yeah. really was, like, the anthemic song for everyone at that time. <laughs> yeah, you can just, like, at parties when you were young, and you'd, like, play it, and everyone yeah. would scream at the top of their lungs. Which makes me, like, laugh, because we were all, like, 12. 12, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that's mad. Yeah. No, that's a good one, actually. I didn't think of that. Yeah, I didn't. I was, there's a playlist on Apple Music called Pop Hits 2012. Oh. And that's where I found a lot of these. Really? They just do loads of like different playlists, like Pop Hits 2013, Pop Hits 2014, and you can find so many one-hit wonders in them. Yeah. Okay, I've got one from around the same time, 2011, and it's Pumped Up Kicks by Foster the People. Oh my god, yes. Yeah. So they actually are still like on it they have around 13 million monthly listeners which is pretty good like the plain white tees they're still doing stuff they had an album in 2017 and they had some singles this year yeah i think it's on the same level as we are young in the sense that like if someone was to play the opening like two seconds everyone would recognize the song and for me also it's one where i found a cover before the actual song um oh really yeah, so there's this artist called Tanner Patrick, which I can comp- literally I just remembered him because I just pictured his face, and I don't know what he's doing now. I sort of that sounds so sad. I've sort of forgotten about him, but he yeah he had a, he has a cover on YouTube and he did like everything himself like the drums, piano, and like the way he did oh, it. Cool. Um, yeah, it's got like 15 million views, and I was just scrolling on on YouTube, and it's funny because I've just seen some videos. People thought that it's his song because there's a video, like a couple below it, and it is titled "Pumped Up Kicks" by Tanner Patrick, which I think is quite. I <laughs> think that's quite oh. funny, um, but it's an iconic song, and I don't think it's one that anyone's gonna forget, especially from our age, sort of. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Plus and minus. I think I also heard, if you can call it a cover of that song before the real song. I remember seeing a clip on YouTube. Of Taylor Swift and Zac Efron on Ellen. Oh my god, and they yes. Were playing that song. And they Do you switched, remember that? They switched guitars, they were playing each other's guitar. Yeah. Yeah. I remember thinking that they had just written that song there and then. And then literally years later hearing Pumped Up Kicks and being yeah. like, Oh my god. <laughs> they just stole that. <laughs> oh I forgot. I can now I'm picturing that clip on YouTube and they he looks so yeah. young. So my next choice is again up there with one of the top songs of that year and also just quite possibly in my opinion one of the best one hit wonders of all time and that is fireflies by owl city if you hear one hit wonder and you're you know in your early 20s now you'll think fireflies owl Mm. city and it's another one like you said pumped up kicks you hear that opening piano line yeah 
and everyone just like goes mad because it's just such an iconic piece of melody it's incredible yeah yeah i remember absolutely loving that song i remember when they used to play like music videos in between like tv shows i was gonna say that yeah and this was one of them yeah i remember it was just so because i remember it used to be one time by Justin Bieber, oh and then God. it would switch, and it would be Fireflies by Al <laughs> City. Oh, and something. But this song, when you think about it, it doesn't make sense lyrically. What's going on? Let me have a look at this. Like one of my favorite lines that I think about all the time is, "I'm weird because I hate goodbyes." Surely that's a normal thing to hate, Owl City. I feel like that's quite a normal thing to hate. <laughs> I think 2012 was an incredible year for music, which I, and it's one of my favourite years for music, which is why pretty much all of my choices are from 2012. <laughs> it was also, it was a big year for like new emerging artists, because mm-hmm. all of the songs we've said from that period are from different artists, and I think it was a really like diverse year in terms of sound, in terms of music. Have you ever, this is related, have you ever seen or heard the Owl City cover of Enchanted by Taylor Swift? No. So, Should I? Yes, because it's rumoured that that song's about him. That they met at a party and she wrote Enchanted about him. Oh. About Owl City. Which, like, mind-blown in the first place. But he did a cover of it on some, like, American version of Live Lounge type thing. He okay. did a cover of Enchanted. And at one point, in the original, she goes, I was enchanted to meet you. And he changes the words to Taylor, I was enchanted to meet you. And it's just no way. It's one of my favorite things because it's just it really sounds funny because he also he kind of sounds like he's got auto tune within him. He just has got a really voice, smooth voice. Yeah. yeah. So I've just got the lyrics up. Yeah. Oh Taylor, I was so enchanted to meet you too. And then it says Taylor, I'll spend my whole life wondering if you knew I was enchanted to meet you too. Mate. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I'm gonna have to listen to that after this. It's really quite funny because you're so used to the Taylor Swift version that when you hear Owl City sing it and kind of, you know, he is kind of only really known for yeah. um, Fireflies. So when you hear him sing a Taylor Swift song, it's just, I found it so funny when I heard that. And they're doing the rounds on um, TikTok again recently because I think the normal version of Enchanted is going yeah. around. With yes, people there was like a snippet. Yeah, but I think... Um, I think I've seen the Owl City one a few times, which just it's one of those things that you can't explain why it makes you happy, but it just does. It's so funny. Yeah, so that's my fourth choice. Okay, I've got a good one from 2000. Wheatus Teenage Dirtbag. Oh, iconic. Yeah, it is. Like, everyone knows this. They don't actually have that many. Well, I say that many. I mean, compared to some of the others. Um, Three million, roughly, listeners. And this... I have a good connection to this song. So, as you... Well, you you know. Others may not. Um, I'm an OG Five Source fan. And when I say OG, I mean... Yeah. I discovered their very first cover as it came out. Like, the first really? cover as a wow. whole as a whole band. That. Yeah, the four of them. The first cover with um, so like Ashton. So, right at the beginning. Yeah, 2000. Yeah. And their very first cover was this. And this Whoa. cover is how they got discovered by One Direction, and it just like, just love oh it. Oh my god, I didn't know that. Yeah, because yeah, because they opened for One Direction on um, the Where We Are tour. But yeah, this is an iconic song. Like, I don't think it's another part. I I'd call it a party song as well. Obviously, it depends who your friends are, what kind of vibe yeah. <laughs> vibe the party is. But um, <laughs> yeah, this is just like a a given. 
I don't think there's much more to say about it to be fair because it's I've yeah, also got some iconic. stories with this song when um I turned 13 the night before I turned 13 my dad played this song for about like half an hour straight and then the day before I turned 20 he did it again no. and just played it like, like half an hour yeah go go for, go for another one it's fine. um my next choice is you know all those memes that Avengers Infinity War is the most ambitious crossover of all history mm-hmm. I disagree I think the most ambitious crossover of all history is the collab Good time between Kylie Rae Jepsen and Owl City. You, do, you, you take two one-hit wonders, you done the double, put them together, and yeah. you get a two-hit wonder. Yeah. Like, that song was just, like, crack cocaine to me when that came out. I could not get enough of that song. Yeah. They've got quite similar voices when you think about it. Like, I never really... It's not something you think of until you hear them together, that they are kind of like the male and female counterpart of each other. <laughs> but, like, what an iconic song. It's just so catchy. It's just a pure pop masterpiece, that song. It was a clever song. Um, It was a really clever song. And another thing, yeah, when you think about it from a marketing standpoint, if you take two, like, conceived to be one-hit wonders and put them together, you're going to kind of... You're going to have a successful song. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I just think... Whenever it gets to, like, October, November, I just think about that song. So I think that's when it came out. That's when I remember it coming out. But like I heard it everywhere on the radio when that came out. It was like inescapable that song. You could not go anywhere without hearing Good no. Time. Yeah, I just love that song. I think it's it's one of those nostalgic songs for me as well that when you hear it you kind of go, Oh Yeah, absolutely love it. Titans of music, <laughs> that song. What an incredible pop adventure. Like brilliant. Like yeah. It was just a clever, clever song and catchy and it worked, so props to them. Okay, Niles Barkley, crazy. What a song. You're picking some absolute tunes today. Yeah, so that's so Niles Barkley was the duo of CeeLo Green and Danger Mouse. They won a Grammy for it. So As they should. Yeah. So and that's two thousand six. And their last like thing as a duo was in two thousand and eight, because obviously CeeLo Green's had his major hits since and that's like I don't know about you, but, like, when I remembered this, like, it's a song that immediately comes into your head. And, like, you know. Yeah. You know you know what it is. Um, exactly. I would, yeah, I'd classify it as a classic. Just a fun song, to be fair. And I thought, I can't miss that off the list. Yeah, absolute tune, that song. I think, like, that had proper critical success as well. To win a Grammy, you know, that shows that it reached more than just commercial success. I think you don't really get that a lot with one-hit wonders. No. You don't really get... Grammy Awards for one-hit wonders, Mm-mm. but yeah, that's a really great example of one. My next choice is "Little Talks" by of Monsters and Men. Do you remember this song? Yeah, I, that I that actually was... listened to that today. Yeah, because it's so good, and I think one of the reasons I chose it was it's one of the very few songs I've heard that has. I think it's a kazoo in it. It's oh, a really? They, it sounds like a kazoo. Oh, like the like the main melody line. It sounds like there's a kazoo in there somewhere. Or at least I think I've seen a performance of it somewhere on the internet where there's a kazoo used. Mm. And that's always a good thing in my book. Of course. And as well, I was reminded by it because I saw on TikTok the other day um, a video of best crowd moments. And it was a crowd at a music festival singing this song. And it was just like so incredible to hear so many people singing the chorus to this song. 
And I just thought it needs recognition because it is a really great song. I, it's one of the one hit wonders that I did genuinely forget about. Mm. But whenever it comes back round again, you're like, oh, that's such a good song. Yeah. So, yeah, it's another thing as well. Not all one hit wonders are memorable or as yeah, impactful as other ones. Even though they get that status of being a one hit wonder, they don't always linger around no. for very long, do they? No, agreed. Yeah, that's a good one, actually. I've got another one that's quite obscure from 2012. Broken Hearted by Carmen. Yes. Do you, do you remember that, that with song. her, like, big quiff? The fringe. Yeah. Yeah. They're actually a duo. I keep on saying her, but they're a duo. Yeah, that was 2012. I feel like that's another example of something that's a one-hit wonder, but less so than a lot of the other ones. Yeah. They're still going, actually. They brought a single out this year. And they had an album in 2016, so... Yeah, I feel like if that comes on, people will sing sing along to it. Yeah. For sure. I never knew they were a duo. I always thought it was just... Yeah, that's the thing. When Because whenever I think about it, I can only picture her. I've got one more. Okay. And that is Rude by Magic. That's on. That's on my list. The name of the group is that. It's on my list. It's such a good song. Yeah, that that was proper. That was like a new age one hit wonder. Yeah, that was very much so. Like I never heard of them ever Mm -mm. after that. Because I one of my other examples I was going to talk about was um shut up and dance. That's on my list. Song is that on your list? (laughs) Yeah, that's on my list. One mind today. But I do remember them having an album. Shut up and dance, and I do remember them having a song after that. But like with Rude and Magic, I do not remember them having a song ever again I'm or hearing about them ever again, which is a shame because that was a really good song and it was quite different to everything else that was out at the time. Yeah, but that was that's my final choice, and that was an absolute icon of the time. Yeah. I remember all of my friends at school. If anyone did anything a bit, you know, a bit rude, people would just sing. That, the really? That. Like, if you piss someone off, someone would sing that song. Okay, so we've just taken two off my list, which was one was rude and the other one was shut up and dance. So I've got two left. Should I just go for them? Yeah, go. Okay, so I'll do the 2010s one first. Um, Safe and Sound by Capital Cities. I don't know if I know that. Do you not? I take it all back. I okay, <laughs> thank God. That's also a banger. I think it's... it's it's like the hook from the Kylie Rae Jepsen one. The trumpet riff on here yeah. is just memorable. Unmatched. And, okay, my last one from the 2000s. Snow Patrol, Chasing Cars. I love that song so much. I was actually going to put that on my list, but I love that song so now, much. Yeah. I, in my head, for some reason, I don't picture them as one-hit wonders, but I don't know why, because, well... That song is them. But it's another classic and you'd know the words immediately. I love that song. Yeah. yeah. See, I also... See, when you hear that song, you can see why people would call them a one-hit wonder because it was just absolutely huge everywhere. Yeah. I don't consider them a one-hit wonder because the album that song's from, um, Eyes Open, is that was like one of the only albums we listened to in the car growing up. And so yeah. I know that album inside out and I know that song inside out and I actually think that album is one of my favorite albums of all time. Really? It's just it's such a good album. And it's just it is like it, it's sonically very cohesive. 
what an album. And that song, Chasing Cars, was used in every advert, every TV show, every film. It yeah. was in everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can picture it. They used it in Grey's Anatomy. Um, I'm pretty sure <laughs> I can just picture picture that. But yeah. It was used in every X Factor audition, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, it was one of those ones. <laughs> it was definitely one of those ones. So the list of one-hit wonders is really truly endless, isn't it? And we've talked through some of our favourite ones, I think some of the most popular ones of the 2010s and 2000s. And yeah, so that's it for this episode, and we will see you all next time. Bye!